and welcome to the first in our new series of podcasts from the National Assembly on exiting the European Union, otherwise known as Brexit. I'm Manon Edwards-Zahir, Head of News and Media Relations, and I'm joined by another Manon, Manon George, who leads our European and Constitutional Affairs team. We hope this will be a regular series looking at the latest Brexit issues from a Welsh perspective. Together, we'll be discussing the Assembly's role in Brexit and the work that has been and is continuing to happen here by members as well as staff. We'll be joined over the next few months by other guests as we look at different aspects of the work, the likely impact and the preparations that need to be done by all as we edge closer to exit day, March the 29th, 2019. To accompany this podcast, we have a new Brexit hub with all the latest developments on our Assembly website. More on that to come. But for this podcast that we're recording in the last week of October, we thought we'd start with a general look at where we are and what the Assembly's been up to to date. So, Manon, many will be asking what role does the National Assembly play in Brexit? So the Assembly doesn't have a formal role in the Brexit negotiations. The negotiations happen between the European Commission on behalf of the EU and the UK government on behalf of the UK. Um, but what the Assembly can do is look at that work and ask questions about the negotiations. And they can also um, try and influence the UK government's position. Um, and the way that the Assembly has been doing that is through holding committee inquiries into Brexit-related issues and scrutinising Welsh government ministers um, in their involve and their on their involvement in the negotiations. So we'll go on to discuss a little of what that means in practical terms, possibly the kind of committee work that you've been discussing, um, and the kind of work that the assembly is doing behind the scenes. Um, but first of all, let's catch up on the latest developments. It's an ever-changing landscape, and obviously we're not quite sure when people are going to be listening to this. But where are we this week? So we've just had the European Council summit. Um, so at that summit meeting, um, the leaders of the um, EU 27 discussed the progress of the negotiations um, so far. Um, it was expected um, a while ago that we would have reached an agreement on the UK's um, uh, the terms of the UK's exit from the EU by this point, but. Um, no agreement was reached um, at the Council Summit um, last week. Um, there have been reports that 90% um, that and 95% of the agreement um, has been reached, um, but the main sticking point is um, what they're calling the um, Irish border backstop. Um, so the EU would like to see uh, Northern Ireland staying part of the customs union to avoid um, a hard border between um, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Um, the UK government don't want to see any breakup between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. So the um, UK government's proposal is to keep the whole of the UK in some sort of custom arrangement during a transition period. So obviously, huge implications for everybody, every part of the UK. But for us here in Wales, 
apart from the same impact as it ha- is having on, on countries and regions right across the UK, what special implications does that have for Wales? Well, the, um, the backstop um, will have implications for Wales. Um, so the External Affairs and Additional Legislation Committee um, held inquiry into um, Brexit and ports back in 2017. Um, and um, the committee had concerns that a soft border between Northern Ireland and the Republic, but a hard border between Wales and the Republic of Ireland could severely disadvantage Welsh ports um, and that could result in a loss of competitiveness, leading then to a displacement of traffic from um, Welsh ports, um, mainly um, Holyhead, and to ports in England and Scotland instead via Northern Ireland. So um, the um, w- whatever will be the solution to the Irish backstop question is likely to have um, impact on Wales. And of course, the um, Welsh government have been saying that they would like to see um, the whole of the UK staying part of the customs union. Apart from the customs union, obviously there's there's other implications for, for specific sectors, but what about devolution itself and, and the devolved uh, countries within the UK? What implications are there in terms of the negotiations going on at the moment? So it's not clear yet where we are in terms of the negotiations and um, when a withdrawal agreement um, will be agreed. Um, the, the UK's Prime Minister, Theresa May, suggested um, last week um, that she would consider um, an extension to the transition period. Um, so in the, in the draft withdrawal agreement, um, there's a two-year transition period after exit day on the 29th of March 2019, so to prepare the UK and the EU for the new future relationship um, um, between the UK and the EU27. We don't know yet whether the EU27 would agree to an extension to the transition period or whether um, Theresa May's cabinet would also be happy to um, extend the, um, the transition period. Um, one thing to note though is that the, uh, that the EU27 were happy in the first place to have the two-year transition period. So they, um, Donald Tusk, the president of the European Council, um, suggested last week that they would probably be open to discussions about the extension of transition period. So um, the current transition period and will take us to the end of December 2020. Um, so if there was a, a, a 12-month extension, that would take us to um, the end of December 2021. So obviously negotiations continuing in Brussels and in Westminster, but there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes here at, at the Assembly, um, and the big word, the big buzzword around uh, Brexit is preparedness or preparedness, depending on which part of Wales you come from. So, how has that been manifesting itself in the National Assembly's work? Then, what 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 kind of work have the committees been doing? Yes, of course, we're we're talking about a withdrawal agreement, but there's no certainty yet that there will definitely be um, a withdrawal agreement. So, the UK government and the European Commission um, have been preparing for a no deal um, scenario as well. So um, as part of the Assembly's work, the External Affairs and Additional Legislation Committee has been looking at the Welsh Government's preparedness um, 
for um, Brexit. Um, in, in its report um, published um, earlier this year, the committee recommended um, that the Welsh Government should up its game in terms of preparing for a potential no deal um, scenario. Um, um, the UK government and, um, and the European Commission have been publishing no deal notices to help um, citizens and businesses prepare for um, a, a no deal um, scenario. Um, the Welsh government has been saying that it's not possible to mitigate um, an, um, the effects of a no deal scenario um, in Wales, but have been um, the First Minister told the External Affairs Committee that they're supplementing um, the no deal notices provided by the UK government um, um, to help prepare um, Welsh businesses and citizens first for um, a potential um, no deal situation. But um, it, it, it looks likely that we are making progress um, towards um, a withdrawal agreement. There's um, another council meeting scheduled for the 17th and 18th of November um, and um, there's likely to be another council meeting in December but of course we also need to remember that the that any withdrawal agreement would have to be implemented in UK law so um, the UK Parliament will have to introduce um, legislation so that the withdrawal agreement has effect in EU law, it's sorry, in domestic law in, in, in the UK. Um, and for that to happen, the legislation needs to be passed before exit day on the 29th of so, March. So a tight timetable then, obviously. It is a very tight um, timetable. Um, and the UK government um, has said that there will be consultation um, with the devolved governments and um, that some elements of legislation will be subject to legislative um, consent so that the um, devolved parliaments will be able to consent to um, elements of the um, legislation to put the withdrawal agreement in force uh, in UK law. So in, in the passing of that legislation, um, any potential timetable will um, have to bring consideration to um, to needing the consent of the devolved legislators as well. So we're not sure as yet what role the Assembly will play at that point, but in preparing, obviously you've talked about the External Affairs Committee, which, mm. just to explain, was set up fairly recently in this Assembly term to deal with, with this kind of issue. Um, and the other committee that's doing a lot of work on this is the Constitutional um, and and Legislative Affairs Committee. Do you want to talk a little bit about possibly the work that they've been doing? Absolutely. So um, Assembly committees have been very busy scrutinising um, the um, Brexit-related issues and the impact of Brexit um, on Wales. So you mentioned um, that the External Affairs Committee is looking at the preparedness for Brexit, so looking at the preparedness um, of the Welsh Government and also um, um, the, the public sector for um, for Brexit and most recently it's looked at the preparedness of the food sector and um, the health sector and also Welsh ports um, for, bre um, for Brexit um, it's also looking as well at the um, scrutiny arrangements for EU law during transition 
because if we have a transition period, EU law will still operate in Wales during transition period. Um, so the Assembly will need a way of scrutinising um, that EU law um, during um, um, during that two year or possibly three year period. Um, the Constitutional and Legislative Affairs Committee, so that committee has an important role in the scrutiny of Brexit legislation. So um, legislation passed by um, the UK Parliament to prepare for Brexit and as well um, scrutinising subordinate legislation made under Brexit legislation. And that subordinate legislation can be made by Welsh ministers as well as UK ministers. So we also know that some of the other committees are doing smaller pieces of work, uh, Culture, Welsh Language um, and Communications Committee has been doing a one-day evidence session as well with different um, uh, sectors, culture sectors as well. Um, possibly we can talk about that some other time. But if you want to know more about the reports, the scrutiny and the work done by committees and the Assembly, don't forget the newly launched Brexit Hub on the National Assembly website. Um, and there you'll find a, a weekly blog updating you on the latest developments in the Assembly and beyond, uh, as well as a time level of, timeline of events which will also be updated. We'd also like to hear from you if there are any questions you'd like answered or subjects discussed. Get in touch with us via email at brexit at assembly.wales, Twitter at Assembly Wales or Facebook National Assembly for Wales. So Manon, a crystal ball, we don't have one and I know it's almost impossible to predict what will happen in the negotiations, but in terms of the Assembly, what, what can or needs to happen next? So as I said, the Assembly doesn't have a formal role um, in the negotiations, so the Assembly will continue scrutinising what's going on and looking at the impact of Brexit um, on Wales and will continue holding um, Welsh Government ministers into account. Um, we've recently also had evidence sessions with two UK Government ministers um, to scrutinise um, their Brexit work. Um, so that work will continue. The Assembly will also have um, a role in, um, in the scrutiny of Brexit legislation. So some of the Brexit bills coming from the UK Parliament um, have um, either an impact on the powers of the Assembly or have an impact on devolved areas. So an example is um, the recently introduced Agriculture Bill. Um, so the Agriculture Bill um, obviously has an impact on a devolved area um, in Wales and also gives powers to the Welsh ministers. So that bill will be subject to what we call a legislative consent motion in the Assembly. Um, so the Climate Change, Environment and Rural Affairs Committee um, is currently um, scrutinising that bill. So is the Constitutional and Legislative Affairs Committee um, and they will publish reports recommending whether the Assembly should give its consent to the bill or not. So um, that won't be the only bill um, that the Assembly will be expected to look at um, over the next couple of months. We're also expecting, as I mentioned, um, the withdrawal agreement bill um, it's likely we'll also be looking at an immigration bill as well even though that's not um, a devolved matter immigration is reserved to Westminster but of course um, any changes to migration policy will have an impact on devolved areas um, such as um, health um, education 
um, tourism um, so I'm sure our assembly members will have an interest in um, in scrutinising that legislation so um, I think it will be a very busy couple of months. Um, there's also uh, the Intergovernmental Forum is meeting here in Cardiff uh, we're welcoming um, members from um, House of Lords, Westminster, as well as the Scottish Parliament um, here this week. There is a role possibly for the, in, in terms of the future. Will, can you see closer cooperation between the governments of the UK? That's something that a number of our Assembly members um, have an interest in. They would like to see um, closer cooperation on a parliamentary level and on um, a governmental level. Um, the Constitutional Legislative Affairs Committee um, recently reported on um, UK governance post-Brexit um, and did make recommendations in that report about strengthen, strengthening interparliamentary relations as well. Diolch Manon, there's plenty there for us to think about and discuss. Um, that's all for this edition though. I hope you've enjoyed our first ever Brexit podcast. Remember to take a look at our Brexit Hub online, follow our latest Brexit blogs and join us for another podcast hopefully next month. Hoi fawr from both of us.